This is Rosé All Day Anyways with Katie Rainey and Erica Atkins. And I think the other day you were talking about like, I can't remember, you you basically were like, oh, do people like know like where we work or what we do? I was like, I don't know, Katie, we say our full name (laughs) on the podcast and talk about exactly what we do for a living. It would take one usual search. Yeah, googly search. I don't want to. Yeah, let's not say the word Google because they might make us pay them for use of the name. <laughs> you can't do that. We're not using them the name for anything. That's true. We're just talking about them. We can talk about them. Yeah, Google. <laughs> <laughs> this is Rose all day. Anyways, where we are officially starting a fight with Google. So yeah. If you don't know where we work already, it takes one simple... It takes one thing. One simple Bing search. We're not... <laughs> go on com. <laughs> We're still not going to tell you, but, like, if you don't know, like, I don't know what to tell you. You're not... You're not paying attention. What are we doing here today? We're here. It's Friday night. Yeah. We're getting lit. We haven't recorded for a minute. Yeah. Not since my, my best friend said to me... She texted me when the podcast episode came out. She goes, oh, I'm going to assume this was recorded like, you know, like a couple months ago. But yeah. you're just releasing it now. Yeah. It took us forever to release the last one because I've had a rough couple of months. Yeah. Just, and, and we've been busy as We've been busy AF. 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 For the kids listening. <laughs> we've been busy. Leela, if you're listening. There we go. Don't eat bad boys. Or do. I don't know. Nobody translate it for her. Yeah. She she knows what that means. We're finally here. We're recording. And we want to talk about feminism. Nah, we well, always talk about feminism. What we actually want to talk about first. <laughs> we always talk about feminism. We always talk about feminism. Blah, blah, blah. What we actually want to talk about is our experience. Recently, Katie and I just celebrated birthdays mm-hmm. within the past month. My birthdays are two weeks apart. So in the middle of those two birthdays, We took each other to the Rose Mansion. Yes, we did. We did the the deed. We did. Which is basically like... It's a a playground for adults. It's it's an an Instagram Instagram playground. Like, Mm -hmm. specifically. It is constructed so you take about 50 million photos. And it's very clearly catered towards women. Yeah. And we're not trashing that business model because I took one look around and I was like, oh my God, this is a brilliant business model. I wish I had thought of this shit. Between the two of us, we collectively took like 200 photos. And we probably took the least amount of photos there, period. Mm -hmm. Before we get really heavy into this, you want to say what we're drinking? Yeah. Do you want some more? Sure. We are drinking, it is ruby red rosé with grapefruit. It's quite delicious. It was produced in France, so I don't see a year on it, but I'm going to assume it was made in 2018 just by the research that we've done so far. And by research, I mean the, just the rosé that we've the, been drinking. The drinking we've yeah. been drinking. <laughs> uh, but it's got like a really nice citrusy grapefruit taste. It's very delicious. It I really want to like... Very perfumey. Yeah, it, like when you open the bottle, you smell the grapefruit. Mm-hmm. I bought it at a wine shop in Rhode Island when I was visiting my coworker. Well, it was a work day, and it was a work day slash a visit with my coworker, Kathleen, who works remotely in Rhode Island. Her husband had a job out there, 
And so they moved out there, but she still worked with us. Um, and she was like, oh, like, let's go to the beach. So we, like, we actually literally had, like, an ideation session sitting on rocks on the beach. <laughs> it was very beautiful and exactly what you would expect hanging out with Kathleen. It was great. And then we went to a wine shop. And when I was, like, getting ready to, like, get ready to get on the train and go back. And I found this. And I was like, that would be awesome to drink for the podcast. So I grabbed it so that we would be able to drink it for a podcast. That's very tasty. And I don't eat meat. But for some reason, I'm thinking that this would go good with actually, like, a hamburger. Which is so funny because, you know, we ordered food and I didn't order a hamburger. What did you end up getting? I got the hot dog. You got the hot dog. I got the hot dog. But I fucking love hot dog. Harlem Shake. It's on the way. So if we get interrupted. Yeah, if we, like, randomly stop it because we're eating if there's some really weird (laughs) abrupt shift and then later you hear like (laughs) into the microphone that that's the food y'all we're gonna try not to do that Um, to everyone you know what it makes me though it makes me want cake maybe probably because we were just watching that big show yeah i was watching i'm watching all things halloween this month because that's what i do and there's some weird Halloween baking show. And now we've just dated this episode. So we're going to have to release this pretty quickly, too. Sure. Or we could just do what we usually do and release <laughs> it whenever we feel like it. I will Great. also say, though, it should specifically make me think of, like, vanilla, like, vanilla cake. It would go good with a vanilla bean cake. Yeah. Well, speaking of vanilla cake, as I was saying, we just both celebrated our birthdays. Mm-hmm. We threw a joint birthday party. Mm-hmm. And um, a birthday party for this podcast. And yeah, because uh, birthday all day is turning one. One year's, one year's old. It's walking now. Well, it should be walking developmentally. That's what well, it should be. Probably about we to. drank while it was in gestation. So, <laughs> so yeah, it's probably uh, not walking. <laughs> we'll see where it is. That's why we released podcasts two months after we filmed them. <laughs> but uh, and my friend Nicole, she came up from Virginia to visit and she made us a beautiful cake. I know that it, I think it's on Rose's Instagram. It definitely like the cake got its own post on my did. Instagram. It was uh, delicious. 25% cool. It was delicious. It was beautiful. It was rose colored. And she, she was very patient through all of my, my whims and wishes and me being very like wishy washy in Michael's as we shot for what we needed to do to cake. So she is awesome. These pictures make me look like I have huge boobs. Oh, because you wore that cute jumper. Yeah, and I do not. Those That's fake news right there. Don't share that, Katie. <laughs> the world doesn't need to know that. The hey, I'm okay with it. You Mammograms ruin- don't hurt for me, or they won't in the future when I have to have them. <laughs> You're ruining the Instagram magic. And speaking of Instagram magic, we are killing the segues I today. know. We're just we're rocking and rolling. And I was like, what are we talking about today? <laughs> So, yeah, so we went to the Rosé Mansion, mm-hmm. and it was an Instagram paradise, mm-hmm. and we were definitely not the people taking the most photos. You had to wait in line to get a picture taken, and we were just... Some of the like, oh, women, were, I almost said something... You almost said something anti-feminist, and yeah, I, I got that. Sorry, second glass of Rosé. <laughs> um, they were taking, like, like, they would be in the same spot for, like, five, six, seven minutes. I was like... I get that you're trying to get your perfect Insta photo, but like this well, is becoming we, a bit much. We saw that one girl's vagina. 
because she was trying to <laughs> pose. Did. She was wearing a romper, and this is why I'm just anti-rompers. I'm sorry. I, I've said it once. I'll say it again. I'm not a fan of the romper, and I know you love them. I do love them, but, but I wear underwear when I wear them. They're far too breezy, and this girl just made my case because she was on a, a, a fainting lounge in the like kind of like weird roaring 20s room where yeah. we had those, those robes, mm-hmm. and she was, you know, posing all Kate Winslet-like, getting her nude photo taken and she was clearly not wearing underwear yeah she was definitely not wearing underwear and i turned around and i said oh there is a vagina in this room and i was like what are you talking about oh no look there it is there's a vagina there, there is. and she was not moving to cover it up no like i think she wanted that photo. she had to get that well i don't know that her vagina was actually in i think it was more the upper half that they were photographing but and like yeah. from a different angle but from the angle we were say- seeing, we saw st- everything. We saw everything. I was, I was like, having great. like 2004 Paris and Lindsay Lohan kind of flashbacks. It was definitely one of those moments. Where yeah. I was like, oh, okay, okay. And we we totally dated ourselves in that place as well. I mean, we had to be two of the oldest people. No, there was that whole family that were there, and they were ranging in age from like 25 to 70. That's true, that's true. But the majority sure. was you know, 22 years old. And I'm going to go ahead and say 22 to 30, okay. which we are over 30. We're yeah. Over 30. Yeah. So in each room, you go room to room before mm-hmm. you go into the main room and you go, there's like eight or nine rooms and you try yeah. eight or nine, you try a different rosé in each room, mm-hmm. which they only give you one ounce, but they were giving us a little bit more. They were being generous because it was a Sunday. Well, and also we were the only two people coming up to talk to the people pouring the wine and telling us about the rosé. Apparently, no one cares about the rosé going in there. No, they're there for the Insta and like a sip of the wine, but we were yeah. like, tell us more about this rosé. Yeah, Where are they w- from? We want to know. Well, tell, tell us more about like New York-based wines. Like, where's a lot of this stuff coming from? Yeah. And they were really knowledgeable. They knew a lot of stuff. Apparently, their owner makes them learn all this rosé knowledge for the one for the one person yeah because one woman was like honestly a lot of people don't ask but we learn so that we can answer it for you and i was like yeah we're those people we're those people (laughs) so we did and then we got our pictures and uh that was it i i don't feel a need oh well we also got to eat at taco dumbo at the end i did have a good taco which i eat at taco dumbo all the time like i eat at taco dumbo so much that like every other month i end up getting a free taco a guac because i rack up the points yeah it was a good taco yeah right but in the end um i'm okay like i don't need to go back i don't need to go i don't need to go back but if i had a guest who came into town who really wanted to go i would go back again yeah i don't but I don't need to go back. Like you and I don't need to go back. Like I don't. That's all right. We did it. We did it. We did. We did the thing. But if they would give me a bigger glass of rosé in each room and like talk to me and like let me sit down in each room, you can't like sit down in each room and like enjoy it. So it, mm-hmm. that's more my speed. Basically, what I'm talking about is take me to Rosé Valley, not Rosé Mansion. <laughs> if I could go back with like a professional photographer, I might go back. Yeah, maybe. But then we'd be those people. We no, we'd be better than those people because those people are like g- doing the most for like their iPhones and Android. Were they? Yeah, there were some people with legit cameras in there. 
But were they photographers? The girl who showed her vagina had a, somebody with a, a legit camera. Oh, did she? I don't know if that person knows how to use it, but they were certainly <sighs> That's posing what I'm saying. Her like, if we went back with, like, a legit photographer and, like, just, like, really did the damn thing, I might go back for that. But I'd also want to, like... I don't know, maybe not have anybody else there because it's all about, you're just like waiting in line and bartering your time. Yeah, and it's like, a lot. It's a lot. Like if I went back again, I would want to like be able to talk to the owners or something and be like, hey, like we have a podcast. Like I don't think we're popular enough to do that. No, no, we're not. I understand that. But like in my dream of dreams, that, that's why I would go back. Or if I had a guest who like, really wanted to go, I would go with them. Well, we're kind of trashing on the people that were taking those p- pictures. So speaking of Instagram and feminism. Are we trashing on them? Or are we just pointing out how, how fascinated <laughs> we were with like, yeah, it was super basic. I mean, but we're kind of basic too. We host a podcast where we drink rosé. That's kind of bougie. Yeah, it's like bougie and basic. I, like you and I, I remember we were so fascinated by like the way that this venue had been built to accommodate Instagram culture, which a lot of people are in on it, but there's like a special, I feel like, place for women in Instagram culture. Or like, I don't know if you've ever seen oh, that. yeah, it's totally. It's I totally. Mean, I don't know if you've seen I that would, Instagram husband sketch. It's been out for a few years. No. But these like men, they're like, I am an Instagram husband. And like, they, like it's like all these women be like, no, no, baby, shoot me from up here, from down here. Oh, no, no, hilarious. no, no, get my shoes in it, get my shoes in it. And like at one point in the sketch, this guy, his wife is like taking the photos of all these things she laid out of her breakfast or something like that. And he goes, oh, good look at you taking Instagram photos all by yourself and like tiptoed out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> like I was like, yeah, like there is something about women are the majority Instagram. of Instagram users women? That would be like a great. I don't know if that's a stat I can look up really quick. Hold on, I'm gonna I'm gonna do Let's that. Look it up. Actually, it's an even gender split. Really? According to a survey in 2008 by the Pew Research Report, and this was published. This was published by the um, the Hootsuite blog. 50.3 percent of Instagram users are female, while 49.7 are male. So a higher percentage, but still about an even. That's split. so interesting. Now I, I'm wondering what the percentage of Instagram influencers are women. Also, like if I would, like I literally just went through, like I'm like logging on Instagram right now to see like who, well actually I'm also commenting on somebody's thing, but I'm also <laughs> going through to see like who, like the gender of the people who posted or at least the gender they identify as. Male Brian, your your partner posting another photo of your dog. Female, female, female. I mean, these are all people you're following, though. They're probably majority of them are female. Female, mm-hmm. yeah, female. But I'm wondering, like, how many influencers are are actually males? I mean, we female. know one. He was on this podcast. Yeah, Zach Miko. Zach Miko, and he's a model. He's I'm def- actually going to his wife's baby shower tomorrow. Exciting. Non-binary. I'm seeing a lot of women. And I, again, it could, like you're saying, it could just be like who I thought, like these are yeah. people in my circle. But I feel like the men, they post either every once in a while or something very specific to like their career. Yeah. Or like something they're working on. Or like the men that I know, 
they both left. And a lot of women in relationship have had to learn how to like not take offense to the fact that their guy isn't like posting about their relationship. Like it doesn't really? mean that he actually doesn't. It might mean that he doesn't care, but not necessarily. No. Like I don't know. Like guys don't necessarily really do that. But like I, I know mean, a lot of women who are constantly posting about their partner, and I know their partner who like almost never posts. Oh, that's funny. I don't think even it, well, Brian certainly doesn't. But I don't really post about Brian ever. You guys post about each other a little bit, but Brian like really posts about the dogs all the time. Generally around our birthdays, that's about it. I don't think we're, we even say we're dating on, like, Facebook or anything like that. I mean, I dated someone for, like, nine months, and people, when we broke up, like, didn't. Some people knew. Some people had picked up on it. Either I told them or, like, there was one or two posts where you might be like, oh, Erica's dating that guy, which was, like, six, eight months into the relationship. Mm-hmm. But, like, there were people who were like, wait, you were dating someone? I was reading this article right before we got up, just speaking of Instagram and fe- feminism, this article that came out in 2017 in the Harvard Crimson, whatever, uh, <laughs> called What Instagram Taught Me About Feminism by, mm-hmm. I don't know how to say their name, Nyan Hu? Nyan Hu? Maybe. I don't know. Okay. But they're talking about their different personas on, on social media outlets and how on Facebook they're like very political and get into like discussions or sometimes arguments with people and like mm-hmm. in the comments. But then on Instagram, it's all like peaceful yogi kind of beautiful pictures pictures of how they look and like the same men that yell at them on facebook like compliment them on their look well could instagram, instagram i feel like because instagram isn't like word heavy the same way you know what i mean like facebook like the first thing you see is the tech mm-hmm. and the photos on the bottom where the post to instagram it's all about the photo Mm -hmm. and even like and i know you know because you're involved with running communications where you work as well and you do communication for your publishing company and we both do stuff for this podcast like if you want to post text you're like oh i actually i maybe shouldn't do that on instagram or you have to like i remember we recently announced at my organization that our executive director was leaving and we i had to go into word and create like a visual version of part of the announcement so that we would be able to post it on Instagram. Mm-hmm. But what we chose to do on Facebook is we just posted the text and then put the pictures in it, you know? So it's all about like, and then on Twitter, we posted a really condensed version of it with the photo. Like it actually looked different on every platform because of what it's for, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think that also influences the way that we interact with it in our personal life. Well, it's interesting, these like personas that we put up on Instagram. And, you know, it's the same thing with the Rose Mansion, like the photographs that were going on. I mean, you and I were just kind of being goofy and took like silly pictures, really. I mean, none of them are very serious. But some people were clearly taking their thirst trap photo. What's a thirst trap? You don't know what a thirst trap is? No. A thirst trap is when you post a photo that you know people are going to be like, hey, girl, what's up? So when I was in college. Wow, I've never heard this before. Please enlighten me. You've been me. in relationship for too long, maybe. So <laughs> when I was in college, we weren't using the phrase thirst trap yet, but this was certainly a thirst trap photo. So my parents lived on three to four acres in Virginia, and I got 
my best friend Jean to take photos of me on my dad's tractor in an American flag bathing this, suit. I've heard this story. With cowboy boots, right? I've, I've taken these photos offline, so like, I don't know, you can't find them. But for a minute, throughout college, every once in a while, I would change my profile photo to that photo. Every time, never fail, a bunch of guys be like, hey, Erica, how you doing? What's up? And I knew that what was going to happen. Wow. And that's called a thirst trap. I've literally never done that. No, it probably means you're a good person. I don't think that means any... Well, again, that comes back to our question about, like, what is feminist and what is not. What? Why does that mean that I'm a good person and you wouldn't be because of that photo? Hmm. That's a great question. I it, don't necessarily see anything wrong with a thirst trap, to be honest. I guess maybe in a way, not that it makes me a bad person or that I was a bad person, but, like... It was clearly like, I feel like the you intention for it, like, yeah, it was like a call out for attention. But any anybody posting anything online sure. is seeking some validation, I feel like. I feel like, you know what, I feel like the difference is I've become more intentional about the things that I publicly post and why I'm doing it. So yeah, sure, maybe I want some kind of attention, but maybe I'm trying to like make a specific announcement be known mm-hmm. because I know that something's happening. Or it's a way for me to publicly show people that I appreciate them because I do a lot of like every every year when I do one of those like end of the year things where like what words did you use the most on Facebook? <laughs> the top word is always happy birthday because I do like a lot of happy birthday posts. Mm. So it's a way to really publicly let people know that I appreciate them because I'm obviously like, you know, not releasing press releases all the time. I'm trying to think of other things that I use social media for to gather people's thoughts to make my, if there's an opinion that I really feel like I want to have known. Or sometimes, especially in this day and age over the last few years, sometimes to add levity to a situation. Like it might be a serious situation, but my brain makes everything funny, even things that are kind of terrible. And I use discretion over when and I am or not going to post it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, sometimes I just text people. Like, everything doesn't need to go online. I have friends. I can text them. But sometimes I might, like, publicly post something because I do feel like everybody, there's so much heavy stuff laughing, uh, so much heavy stuff happening that sometimes it's good to just post something mm-hmm. to make people laugh. Well, okay, but I want to go back to this, like, this idea of uh, women posting, you know, however you want to phrase it. Let's let's use our woman who showed us her her bits as a an example sure. from the Rose Mansion. Is there anything wrong like with her showing herself parts of her body dressing like scantily clad in her undergarments? I don't think there's anything wrong with it, but I do think you have to understand. Wrong is the wrong word. Okay. okay. Is there anything anti-feminist about it? Wrong. There's. It's not right or wrong. That's not what I'm trying to get at. I don't think there's anything anti-feminist about it. I think the tangled web you weave is that you do have to have an understanding of how people might see you. And then you have to decide whether you care or not. And not caring might be like the most feminist thing you could ever do. Yeah. And then you have to be really honest with yourself about whether you're doing it just to please men because that could be anti-feminist, right? Well, this article that, I was, that you know, I was reading before this, what Instagram taught me about feminism, references Pierce Morgan. I fucking hate Pierce Morgan. Ah. Yeah. 
and it references his like shaming Amber Rose. Do you know who Amber Rose is? Yeah, Amber Rose is a model and she is Kanye West former girlfriend fiance and she did i had no idea who that was she used to be a stripper she would then she was with with khalifa for a while now she i know like at least a year or two ago she was with a different rapper but i can't remember his name because he's like a newer guy so she's like a model and like an instagram and she yeah and she also had a campaign she did the slut walk campaign oh what is that it was basically about like Oh, the, it was like the walk. It was either the slut walk or the walk of shame. And the campaign was basically like generated around like, yeah, man. Because, you know, there's like a lot of stigma around the walk of shame, right? Where you clearly, for those of you who don't know what a walk of shame is, when you were clearly in an outfit from the night before, you were in like a club outfit. Actually, my favorite walk of shame, the Halloween one, like the night after Halloween, where you're like, I still mean, in a costume, you're still hilarious. in a costume at 7 a.m. on your way home. Yeah, but I don't necessarily think you had to be hooking up with anyone. You could just be out at a party. Like I sure. was at 21 and slept over in said place where the party happened and went home and a homemade Tinkerbell green sure. fairy outfit. But a lot of people may make an me. assumption. And and walk of shame is generally attributed to sex, but sometimes maybe not. Maybe the walk of shame is you clearly got really drunk. Yeah. Got right. And so You had a good time. You you had a good time and now you're making your way home. And so basically her campaign was about like, so what? Yeah, I did. And now I'm going home. And she would like do walks and like outfit. Like it was, it was cool. Like you know, what, she, you know what's really funny is, have you ever watched the show Big Mouth? Yeah, I've watched it with you. Have you? Okay. So the new season's out. I haven't seen that yet. They have a slut walk on there where all the middle school girls do a slut walk in their clothes, and they're all middle school, so they're like, we don't really know, like we don't, we don't know why, we don't know if we want to dress this way. We just know we want to, like we want to be able to, and you aren't like objectifying us and it's really fun like that's so smart so smart they get to a point where two of the characters you know one's a boy and one's like what do you want us to do i'm your ally like i'm saying you can dress that way and she's like yelling at him she's like i don't know and he's like we just need to have a conversation about it and she's like like the one we're having now and he's like yeah yeah and they're like well what do we do and we're like nothing we just keep having the conversation (laughs) and hopefully something progresses i was like wow that's pretty true of like everything today like how do we solve it we don't know but we just got to keep having the conversation about it true i mean because there's so much stuff that like for lack of a better word fucked up that like no one no one's even there there are people who are tired of having a conversation but there's so many people who haven't had a conversation at all Mm -hmm. and so it's really hard to progress on something when there are so many people who haven't had the conversation yeah so you do still have to make space for conversations, even if for you and whatever work you're doing or the lifestyle you lead, you're like, I've had this conversation 50 million times and I'm so over it. New York, <laughs> jungle where dreams are made of. There's nothing we can't do. Now you're in New York. We'll probably just keep this in. <laughs> whoop 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 Simons. it wouldn't be an episode without you singing anyway I feel like I've already sang twice maybe at least once I don't remember I don't think you did yeah. I think so much that I don't know when I did and didn't 
Well, anyway, so Pierce Morgan called out Amber Rose because... Because he's a dipshit. Because he's a dipshit. Yeah, he's just an idiot. Oh, don't even get me started. I have an ex-boyfriend who's like one of my best friends who like fucking loves Pierce Morgan. Why? Oh, Pierce Morgan get- goes after J.K. Rowling. He's dead to me. <laughs> Well, I, you know, okay. Anyway, we'll get it. That's a whole nother episode. That's a whole nother episode. We'll do a Harry Potter episode let's, later. No, let's do a Pierce Morgan episode where we just fucking take Can we down. do a Harry Potter episode where we just mention Pierce Morgan? That'd be hilarious. I want to figure out a way why, at what, like how we do that. And I think we can. Yeah, I think okay. we can get there. Anyway, so Pierce Morgan shamed. He wrote this like article in his like crappy you know, g- grammatically incorrect way that he does on the mm-hmm. internet in these like fucking terse sentences that are just so stupid. Anyway, he writes this article about Amber Rose because she posted a picture of herself full bush. She had a bra on, she had a fur coat, and she was laying back and she was all like greased up or whatever, like shiny, and just like had her bush hanging good out. Good for her. And why do you say that? Why do you say good for her? Because, like, I feel like there's a lot of stigma around, like, body hair. And I know because I'm a very hairy mm. woman. Or as I said to my coworker earlier today, there was, like, so one of my coworkers who is a gay man and another coworker who is a gay man, they, apparently there was, like, some casting call for, like, a gay couple to, like, be in an ad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's, like, a beard-related thing. And I was like, I want to do it. And they were like, there's so many reasons why you can't do it, Erica. And I was like, you give me a month and a half, I can have a full-grown beard, too. <laughs> well, see, I think that right there, why I asked you why is that good for her, why you said that, because I think you articulating that moment right there with where what that picture meant to you is why that stuff is important so for you it was important that she was showing a woman with hair right Mm -hmm. and i'm not gonna even get into the other part of that picture where she was just like totally shaven and beautifully and like glistening but she was showing full bush and so that's why it was important to you and it's important to other people because like here's a woman of color like posing naked on the internet taking ownership of her body here's just a woman in general taking ownership of her body here's sure. a woman who was objectified by Kanye or whoever and I don't even actually know oh she yeah was, that's the whole thing we don't need to get into I'm that su- I'm assuming she was objectified if it was oh, Kanye yeah. he did not handle the the theme the theme with men of life is that he did not handle the breakup well yeah i'm sure yeah well i think that's why that picture is important anyway pierce morgan just like totally tried to tear her apart and i'm sure to certain people on the internet like it worked and they rallied behind him pierce morgan was tearing her down because he was saying that picture in no way was feminist. And like obviously to you and I, we immediately disagree. We're like, no, here's a woman who has no problem like showing her virgina on the internet. That's great. And you know what? I say hell yeah to the girl at the Rose Mansion who is also showing us her vagina. Good for her. I'm looking up the word feminist and the definition I see of the word feminism. It's the advocacy of women's rights on the basis of the equality of the sexes. Which is interesting as far as like what you're talking about with Piers Morgan, because like Piers Morgan could also argue he doesn't believe that men should be posting naked photos of themselves online, right? Sure. Like, so then there what enters I feel like at that point. But it's not a conversation of whether or not a man can post his penis on the internet. I think it's a conversation about what happens when a woman does versus what a man does. I if feel man, like if a man were to post a picture of his penis, would he have death threats? Maybe I feel like sometimes the argument of feminism becomes compounded with people 
own moral, what they consider their own moral standards. Sure. Right? Like it becomes very blended in with that. Because, yeah, I do know people who would be very upset, very upset if a man posted his penis on the internet. Yeah, but but is anybody going to comment at that man and tell him you're going to come to his house and like slit his throat? Maybe some like psycho on the internet, but overwhelmingly that's not what's going to happen. I agree with that. But that man might lose his career. Maybe. Unless, Maybe. Unless he's, you know, coming. I mean, Anthony Weiner definitely. I mean, his name was Anthony Weiner. Did he? Okay. I thought he just got in trouble for. The first time they were like, okay, Anthony. Now, here's the thing. He definitely had to do it more than once. Did he the, send dick pics? Is that what? He sent dick pics on the internet. To like right? a 14 year old. So they're like. I don't. I can't remember how old the woman was, but this is what I remember. The first time, everyone was like, "Okay, Anthony Weiner, be cool." But like, he actually he lost his congress seat, but then he like kind of had a little bit of a comeback, right? He did. And, he had that documentary come out about him. And then the second time, people were like, "What the fuck, Anthony Weiner?" And then the oh, no, third, the, the documentary was after because you watched the documentary and you're like, "Oh." You could have been a really good politician. Yeah, that was the thing. Like, he was actually, like, a really good progressive politician. He was just an idiot. And then the third time, he kind of, like, helped cost Hillary the presidency. (laughs) That was, like, because, do you remember that? Anthony Weiner's wife was one of, ex-wife, estranged wife, but was one of Oh, yeah. It was Hillary Clinton. Yeah. One of Hillary Clinton's That's longtime right. aides. That's right. And when it came up, they're like, oh, there might be some more stuff on his computer. They searched his and his wife's computer, and then they were like, oh, they might have sent some more unsecure email. And that was within a week before the 2016 election. And I very clearly remember an interview with Joe Biden where in the interview he finds out about what's happening because they asked him in the interview, like, what do you think about like what's happening with Anthony Weiner or something like that? And he's like, what about Anthony Weiner? Because he's like, what the fuck does Anthony Weiner have to do with this? And they're like, oh, no. They explained to him, like, there was some email found on his computer. And, like, now, like, they, it's the computer him and his wife shared. And now more stuff came up. And Joe Biden goes, Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, he was, like, in the end. And it was literally, like, the Sunday before the election or oh, something. Lord. Or maybe even the, like... A week and a half before, and Joe Biden was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> like, it, yeah, Anthony Weiner's penis may be one of the reasons why we have Donald Trump, which actually feels really appropriate for America. Yeah, because of one man's penis. Okay, so we can see the downfall of America because of one man's penis. So. <laughs> that actually probably the history. When they write a history book on America, it would be. The downfall of America based on several men penises. Based on wiener's wiener. But it's like not just one man penis. It's several, it's several men in the history of the United States who punctured little holes in our great democratic experience. Or glory holes. <laughs> I you yes. liked that one. Yeah, thank you. That was great. Yeah. Well, I again going back to the the thirst trap and like the women posting, you know, provocative or not even provocative. Sometimes they're just like in yoga pants doing like fucking tree pose 
and get slimy pictures or It doesn't whatever. take much of the know. woman to get people to like comment dirty stuff on your photo. Yeah, and I also like, I mean, we're talking about feminism and like we've been talking a lot about like what men do to comment on women's photographs on Instagram. But I also think like there's a level of judgment. Like, I mean, we walked into this episode and we were like, these girls. Oh my God, we judge Rose each other so much. Yeah. In fact, do to do with one comedian and I wish I could remember so because I'm gonna find it and you know if we actually remember this in a newsletter I want to I want to link this in a newsletter this comedian who had this sketch about how like women post things on Instagram for other women and he's like you can come but you're actually there to be a prop she doesn't like actually really care that you're sharing this experience with her you are a prop in the photo and he was talking about how like his wait girl- it's a male comedian it's a it's male comedian okay. and he was talking about how his girlfriend wanted to go horseback riding and she was like yeah you can come and then like it was this whole thing where she got dressed up and he had to take photos and he was in some of the photos and basically he realized that the entire mission of this horseback riding experience wasn't so they could spend time together. It was so that she could post photos on social media and her friend would be like, yeah, that bitch is cute. Like, that was like his thing. And I was like, you know what? Um, I can't even be mad at him because I'm pretty sure that's I've what we done down. that. That's why we went to Rose Mansion. So we could take like a bazillion photos and post well, it. Well, okay, if I'm being real honest, I went to Rose Mansion because I thought it would be ridiculous and I was right and I wanted to experience the ridiculousness. I didn't actually think, like legitimately, I did not walk into that mansion actually thinking we were going to take a billion Instagram Oh, photos. I did. I knew. I didn't know that was what it was about. I knew because my friend's wife had told me. She was like, if you go, this is what's going to happen. But that's, I, I didn't. So I, I can honestly play the naive friend here and thought we were going to go drink rosé and maybe it would be something silly that we could like laugh at. And... We took a lot of basic photos, and I got real ridiculous. I laid on the floor in one of them. No one else was doing that. No one else has that picture. No, but that was like a gorgeous photo. Yeah, where I laid. I was the only one who laid on the floor, which I'm sure like just billions of people have stepped on. And here maybe it's something to the community like of women. Another woman came along and (laughs) helped me splay roses across you from the sky so that I could take pictures of roses falling down on you. And that is what's beautiful about women. We're all in on this. But see, here's the thing. Okay, my problem with that is that I took that photo ironically because... I'm sorry. Would you ever picture me sitting in a field like with like flowers coming on me and me taking a serious picture? No, but I could picture me doing that. So I don't really know what that was about. But I me. took that picture because I was like, this is stupid and funny. Like, let's do this. It was a beautiful photo, though. And, oh, well, thank you. And she came along, and I think, like, in earnest, wanted to help, and that's great. But, like, what is this culture where we have a place to go that's you spend money specifically to do that, to take your Instagram picture? And, like, I think that I want to say that that night – even though we took a lot of pictures, for me, it was more about the experience of being there with you and being really ridiculous and drinking rosé, which was really fun for me. And I liked that. Like, I liked that we were in this, like, really ridiculous place where it was, like, an Instagram playground. I guess what I want to say is that, like, I don't have a problem with, like, photographs on the internet. Or It's not even about me having a problem. I don't believe that it's anti-feminist for women to, like 
post photographs of them and their like workout clothes and they're real sweaty and they look hot doing whatever or like provocatively are you on a tractor or having a thirst trap or whatever I don't know for me I think the problem just lies more in the how you get the picture and what that means for our culture and is that feminist like if you're blowing off your friends to take an Instagram picture or you're not like really there in in with them like if like if you and I were to go that mansion and the whole time and neither one of us did this we were just being goofy the whole time and it was really fun but if I were to have been like no Erica you have to pose like this no Erica you can't like don't go talk to that person no Erica you got to come over here you got to do this you got to do that and like try to get the perfect picture like to me that's anti-feminist and it's like I don't know it's just all so like anti-culture and anti like human <laughs> I don't but know but I feel like anti-human is culture now Oof. I mean yeah that's a statement isn't it right like I mean we we both work with young people and who call it the gram who call it the gram it's called the gram and we're probably gonna call this episode the, the gram. gram that's great that's so clever our, our kids will think we're, we're cool I don't think any of my students know about this. Actually, no. I have some alumni who follow me. They, hey, they, they, I just started teaching this week, and I got a room full of 15-year-old girls who all know how to use a phone way better than I do. They're going to find me real Oh, quick. yeah. I mean, they always find you, for sure. I definitely have some alumni who follow me who, like, they know that this exists, um, for sure. But what I was going to say was that, like, you know, we work with young people, and we know that there is – there is a bit of an issue where you're like, I need you to get off your phone. I need you to like, yeah. whatever. And maybe for different reasons that we can't get off our phones. Like, I obsessively check my emails, right? I actually have been tracking my data uses lately, like how I use my phone, my screen time. Mm-hmm. And I actually do spend generally most of the time, unless I'm sick or I'm home all day. And even sometimes when I'm home all day, I actually spend less than an hour a day on social media. Email, on the other hand... I'm at like You're one to, to teach me how to use that. I, I need to see where it's my, on your iPhone. It's like one of the updates. And it show shows you. you which apps you are using most. Mm-hmm. It shows you how you use your screen time, period. Honestly, mine's probably email as well. Mine is like one to two hours a day minimum on email. My Yeah, that's probably I'm going to guess that mine's around. I mean, you and I have similar work habits. Yeah. So we're probably. The and same. like the reason why like. Apps that also send me reminder emails, like productivity apps that send me reminder emails work for me, but apps that I have to check on their own a lot don't because I'm obsessively on my email. I'm on my email when I'm not supposed to be on my email. I have to turn off my work email when I go on vacation or I will go on it and I still go on my personal email. Like I just yeah, like... Yeah, it's bad. I know. I like... And so... But when I think of a lot of young people, it's about like... I mean, and I do, and I text my friends a lot. I personally text my friends a lot. I feel like that's more a thing, again, for women in our age group than men, though. Maybe. I don't know. I've had to purposely, like, try and, like, after a certain hour, like, I'm not looking at, like, emails or anything like that or not doing any work. I mean, it's, like, you and I are both workaholics in that way. And so it's, like... For sure. We have to intentionally, and just, like, with everything that's going on, you know, like, I have a partner who's like we haven't talked about this on here yet but who struggles with addiction and things like that and so like I gotta purposefully like make intentional time for myself but so like it causes me 
like pause in the world to look around and be like, oh, okay, we're not actually like connecting here. This is more about, and I've been in friend situations where they were like. Everybody on their phone? Or no, or, or well, yes, but like where they're like, Katie, take this picture. And I'm having like a deep conversation and they want to take like a selfie with me. And I'm like, what the fuck are we doing? Like, I don't, I don't, I rarely post pictures of myself on my social media. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, most of my shit is about stuff that I'm doing that I'm posting just because I'm like spreading the word and everything. Like I make a rosé all day anyway post. I don't like posting selfies. It feels very like self-congratulatory or like I have before, but rare, like I don't like doing it a lot. If I post pictures of myself, it's me with somebody else or me like doing yeah. something. Yeah. Even this podcast, like I wouldn't do this if this wasn't just like fun to like sit here and talk to you about this stuff like if it it was like a chore and we were like doing it to like get famous or something and granted i will be transparent we do have an ultimate goal of being in the audience at like the men tell all and the bachelor or some some shit i'll do the women tell all or the men tell all we'll do any of the tell alls i'll do any of the live shows bachelor bachelorette bachelor in paradise i will do any of the live shows we'll do it all and we'll bring a crowd but look my point about that is that i would only ultimately want to do those shows because i'd get sit in the audience with you and we'd probably have rosé in a flask and we'd be having a hell of a time. And we would have, like, the best faces. Oh, and we would have such good banter in there. Oh, yeah. No, good. we, like... Chris we, Harrison, are you listening? Chris Harrison, please listen and let us on. We're so good. We're so funny. Yeah, we're so funny, and we're very smart, and please let us on. <laughs> but again, that's my only point, is because I would want to go on the show and do that with you, and not just, like, again, to have, like, another step in famous level. I mean, like, our podcast, like... We have you beautiful people who listen. Thank you. But there aren't a ton of you. <laughs> There's so, like, like, you know. We have, we have a good solid listenership. But like we're not like sitting here like, I don't know. Like we just did this because it was fun and we have good conversations. Right. Yeah, our goal like, wasn't to like make make money off of this or whatever. It was like we would literally. If it is, we're failing. We're hard. failing miserably. <laughs> we were like literally having conversation testing the equipment for your other podcast where yeah. the goal is to make money and we were oh, that's like that's a business that's the other one i yeah. know we, we could be a business but it's not our goal yeah like we just want some free rosé and to get on the bachelor somebody please give us some free rosé because we've been buying our rosé <laughs> or some of it's gift we we, we get a lot of rosé gifts this is a gift but like and no, this one wasn't a gift. The one we'll drink next time was a okay, gift. Right, yeah, right, right. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't think I. I agree with you. I don't think posting those things are anti-feminist in any way. But I think that you always have to be aware of the way that people might perceive you and make a real choice around whether you care about that or not. Because I do feel like people. And I think either of those choices. Are you finished? Oh, I was just gonna say. I feel like people will make choices. And I don't care, I don't care, I don't care, right? But if you don't make the same choice as them, or even if you made that choice and made it public, like, they might. They'll judge you, or they'll, like, be upset by the way that people are perceiving it. And I think truly the most feminist thing of all is to, like, yeah, post that photo of your bush and then be like, and I don't give up. F what you think about it. Yeah. Like that to me is like, like I don't think, I, I don't think I'm there and I don't know if I ever will be there. And I'm like. Tomorrow that. we're posting Bush 
photograph. I will not Rose be Hale. posting a Bush photograph, <laughs> but perhaps Katie will. Nah. And I will support that. Dude, decision. I'm the most modest person in the whole world. Like, my parents haven't seen me naked since I was like four years old. I'm serious. Like, I, I don't like, think my parents have seen me naked. Well, mo- they mo- like some parents see their kids like run into the shower or something at like eight or nine. And even like, I know. Sure. Kinda, maybe that happened. I know teenagers who walk around the house with their like in their bra and underwear. sure that's something that I have done yeah yeah no I have never done that and would never do that like it's just like as a teenager I was raised mortified. in a home and in a family where everyone's super comfortable with their body like in the house so, I didn't have that experience but <laughs> at the same time there was a lot of like pressure around like what people think of you what is the lady what is the yeah. image that you're putting out into the world there was so much pressure oh yeah around. we got we both got that what is a lady southern southern, southern image, i yeah. still and some of it i don't mind and, and, and it may be anti-feminist some of it i don't mind like some of it i am like i understand and part of it i think it's also just being a black person that like i'm i'm just like hyper aware of the way that people perceive you and how that could hinder success yeah I'm hyper aware of it. Sure. Yeah. See, my 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 equivalent of posting a bush pic on Instagram, I feel like, is my growing up cussing like a sailor and, like, denouncing any kind of religion and gaining weight and not feeling bad about it. Like, literally all of those three things would, would have turned some heads and did at some point in would have turned some heads and did at some point in my family. I used to post a lot of bathing suit photos, and I've come back from that. But I think maybe that's my version of it. I've never posted one bathing suit photo. Because oh, I just, like, I can't. Like, I don't know. That's, like, and, like, so when I see women who can do that, I'm like, fuck yeah, good for you. Yeah, I used to do that a lot. And I actually think the two things that happened are the fact that I work with young people, and I would like, well, yeah, that enjoyed being a little bit more like, well, like I don't know if I want like the young men that I work with to be picturing me in a bathing suit, like, and some of the young women I work with to be picturing me in a bathing suit, and some of the young non-binary people I work with to be picturing me in a bathing suit. That might not be what I want. Um, so that was part of it. It was actually like a, a supervisor who went called out beautiful Facebook photo when I was like 22, 23. She's like very cute bathing suit. Maybe not the photo you want if you're running the Tina Prentice program. And I was like, oh, yeah, good point. And I even at that point, I had created a separate Facebook profile for a kid to friend me on. But they'll find the other one, too. And that was my profile photo. But good point. So, for so sure. So, really, again, what you're saying is, like, learning when those pictures are appropriate. And I don't mean appropriate in, like, a an old-fashioned term. I mean appropriate. Like, Amber Rose posted that picture, and it was 100% appropriate because it calls out a certain level of our culture who's not comfortable with that because she's a woman of color, because she's a woman, because she has hair or whatever. And she's saying, like, fuck that, and I think that's totally appropriate. But, like, again, if you're a young person who's, like, just starting out with your job and, like, like you were and, like, leading a bunch of other youths in some program, maybe posting a picture of you in your bathing suit is not appropriate, not because of anything that's wrong with the photograph, but because of what it'll do to the young people you're serving. And, I mean, as teachers, we have to think about that constantly. Right. Or you just don't give a fuck. And you're going to, like, 
pursue what you want to pursue. And if people don't hire you or they don't do whatever, you get fired or kiss you a certain way, you don't care. Maybe you're trying to, your goal is to like teach kids. Yeah. Show your body. Be proud of yourself. Don't give a fuck. And that's totally fine too. That's totally fine too. I, I have just been, I am well aware that I play along with some of the rules of society that sure. even sometimes I'm like, oh, I don't know if I like that one. And and clothing and cleavage and shoulders and whatever has always been one of them. The one thing that I really, for me, the one thing that I really got in trouble for as a kid in school was the dress code. That was really the only rule that I was skirt around. I would wear an off off the shoulder shirt. I would wear spaghetti straps sometimes. I would have cleavage. It was the one thing that I was like, because you can't handle my shoulders right now. Because And I get it, because boys in school would comment. I literally had a guy lean over one time and be like, you have really sexy shoulders. Like, I understand why the rule was in place, because legitimately it could be distracting. And my reaction was like, you need to control yourself. And even then, I'll still show up to some stuff in cleavage or something form-fitting. Like, it might not be all out, but I'll be, like, just on the border. Like, yeah, that is, like, my one – that is, like, my, my one thing. So, again, I get that it. stuff is, like, why is that your problem that you're, you know, y- you want to wear an off-the-shoulder shirt? Wear an off-the-shoulder shirt. That's not your problem. That's, like – It's not the, my uh, problem, but I have to be aware. That's the rape culture we've – grown yeah. in this country that that's it's not my problem. problem but i do have to be aware of how people might perceive yeah, me sure. i would see it was the instant in which i was interviewing a 13 14 year old to be an apprentice at a summer camp program that i was like the one who oversaw all of the teen apprentices who were in range in age from like 13 to 18 and then i was the direct supervisor of all of like mostly college age teen apprentice like site supervisor there were five sites i had an interview with this young man which is staring at my cleavage the whole time and like i i didn't know what i myself was like 23 22 23 and i just didn't i didn't know what to do and like part of my takeaway with that i was like i'm not sure how mad i can be at him because he's like a 13 year old boy and yeah. like there's these boobs right in front of him he doesn't know what to do and he's trying to look at me and like should i have covered them up better and that shirt had a that dress had a deep cleavage i remember that dress and i'm like ah and so like yeah i don't know like those are the kind of things that i'm like well i have to be aware of that yeah well we're coming to a close here. And so I think it's important. Closing time. Blah, 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 blah. I still don't know the words to this song. No wonder. <laughs> <laughs> well, so we're thinking about all this, and I think both of both you and I want to constantly be like, hey, you do you on Instagram, right? You right. do you. You post the picture you want. We want to say, like, be aware of what's going on in the world. Why are you posting that yeah. thing? And Maybe also-, also make sure your children aren't in the background, too. Yeah. But, like, I've seen some photos like that that are hilarious. But that's beside the point. Continue. And also, like, I want to just say, like, how are you taking that photograph, too? Like, if you're f- taking that photograph in a really negative light, is it worth posting that kind of photograph? Because yeah. whether or not those negative connotations make it into the photograph, they will certainly follow you. Yep. And so, and then also, I think we're both just, like, we're teachers. 
And so yep. we're constantly thinking about how our youth are affected by these photographs and like yep. whether you and I might be able to sit here comfortably and be able to analyze why we might or might not post something or why someone might post something and why it may be feminist or might appear not to be so. Mm-hmm. But we know that we're raising like a very bright but but still naive group of kids Mm -hmm. who don't necessarily know why. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's really important for people to be aware of that, that regardless of who you think sees your photographs, more people, just like we know, more people than we think listen to this podcast. We've had some crazy people come up to us, not crazy in the crazy sense, but like some instances where we're like, oh, you listen to our podcast? We've That's been crazy. surprised yeah. by people who have even come out or people who we've like, people who know people that we know who are like, oh, no, I know that podcast. I've heard it. And they're like, really? What? Yeah. yeah. You've heard us? Yeah. And so like the things that you put out in the world, I think you just have to be able to stand by them. Mm-hmm. Like we know that as every episode we put out, we're like, yeah, we stand by that. We agree with that. Like that's Sometimes we even argue about what we will or won't say on the podcast. That's true. Because like of like knowing the perception of like what it means if I say that that's on true. a very public platform. Mm-hmm. Like, is that something I want everybody to hear? And so, yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of it is just... But I think ultimately... What you a lot of it is what? Oh, I was gonna say I just think a lot of it is exactly what you said though, that like putting what you want out into the world, knowing why you're doing it and standing by it. And if you wanna take that bathtub Instagram rose petal, mm-hmm. rose mansion photograph, you do you. Yeah, and you know what? I'm about to move into a new apartment next weekend that has all pink tile bathrooms. And Katie and I have already discussed a little bit. Oh, did I? Did I, I thought no, I we talked about this. Yeah. yeah, we're gonna do like a photo shoot in my pink bathtub yeah, because it's, it's a pink bathtub. Oh my god, it's perfect for it. It's perfect. But you know what? At the same time, you're also taking that bathtub picture. You're gonna ask the person who's serving your rose, "What's this rose all about?" So it's not all about the photograph. It's not all about the gram. I honestly don't think I can say anything to top that. Like, ask the people in your life what this rosé is all about. I think, feel like I'm going to cry now. That's beautiful, Katie. <laughs> this has been rosé all day anyways. Anyway, rosé. With Erica Atkins. That's me. Oh, okay. I'll say your name and Katie Rainey. Okay, great. I don't don't know why I just said your name for my name, but... Everybody wants to be Erica Atkins. I get it. And it's this grapefruit rosé that's gone straight to the head. We'll see you guys... It has 8.9% alcohol in it. Oh, yummy. Yeah. We'll see you guys on the next one. We're going to go get our Harlem Shake. Bye-bye. Yay, bye.